I'm excited. We don't have service tonight, of course, so I'm probably going to preach more than teach this morning, and then uh, um, and then we're going to have a great time in the Lord. I want to talk to you today about trust God when you don't understand. You know, there are times in life when you just don't understand. Praise God. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 21, it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy unto me, O Lord, thou son of God, David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not a word. And the disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. For she crieth after us. And he answered and said, I'm not sent, but the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. She would not go away. But he answered and he said, It is not meat for the, to take the children's bread and cast it unto the dogs. And she saith unto him, Truth, Lord, that's fine, I'm a dog. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which come from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Lord, I need you today. Help me, Lord, to deliver your word. God, and I'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I feel like saying in the Holy Ghost today that I don't know what has happened in in. Tell me later, honestly, of course, if you have felt the same thing. But since COVID has come, since the COVID area or that area, it's like all of a sudden uh, there's a change in the spiritual world. I don't know what it is. Praise the Lord. And for many, many years, 30 years, I've pastored, taught, preached, etc. But all of a sudden, it's like I'm in uncharted waters as a pastor. And it's just amazing to me, but it's been since generally the COVID area. Uh, most of the time, I've always been secure about where I'm going, like a, somebody going to a place they're used to. But right now, spiritually, amen, it's just like it's uncharted waters. There's, it's almost like a change. I don't know if, if it, there's a change in the direction. I don't know if we've started into... Uh, praise God, the, uh, the, the, the very, very end times or what, but just pray with me on that. Let me get to the message. Today in the scripture today, I, I read to you, amen, this woman was a Seraphonian woman by birth. She was a Canaanite. She came from Canaan. Uh, Canaan came from Ham. If you remember, Ham was the descendants uh, of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Ham was cursed, praise God, and so Canaan was cursed. God bypassed Ham and went on down to uh, Seth and uh, brought forth the, uh, uh, the, the Jewish nation, and so this woman was no doubt not only a Gentile, but she was even worse than that to their eyes. She was a Canaanite. And so she probably spoke uh, uh, the Greek language, and she was with, from the Greek government. Let me tell you a little bit about the history before we get into the situation here, so that we might understand a little more clearly. 
Praise God. When you go back in the very, very beginning of time when God created Adam and Eve, God began to deal with man as a whole. He tried to deal with all of humanity, all of every human being. He tried to deal with them. And so up until, uh, the, uh, up until the flood, God realized that he was not going to deal, be able to uh, bring the world to him. Matter of fact, in trying to deal with all of humanity, praise God, it got so bad that God had to send a flood to destroy, praise God, the, the, the people at that day and start out again with Noah. And so for the first 2,000 years, God tried to deal with all of humanity to live for him. But it was not going to work. Now, I will say that I don't think God did this because he did not understand it was not going to work. I think God did this for proof that it did not work. There's a difference there. God doesn't have to try something out. God, we, we studied the, the Easter scene where God rolled the stone away from the grave. God didn't have to roll the stone to get Jesus out of the grave. He rolled the stone so that we could see in. There's a lot of things in your life that God doesn't have to do for him to do what he wants to do. <clears throat> but he does it so that you may understand. And so for the first 2,000 years, God tried to deal with human, but it did not work. And so God turned to a man called Abraham. He turns to Abraham, praise God, and instead of dealing with the world for the next 2,000 years, from Genesis chapter 12 on, he begins to deal with Abraham. He calls Abraham out, and Abraham walks and he talks with God. And you think that God, Abraham was a very righteous man, but he wasn't. Praise God. He was just willing to come out of idolatry and go into the things of God. And so for the next, two, or for the next years, Abraham walked with God. And God wanted to bless Abraham, <coughs> and God wanted to keep Abraham. And so God used Abraham's lintage to begin to prepare a savior for the world. You see, it was never the will of God for him to just isolate a certain group of people. Praise the Lord. When it comes to salvation. Now he'll isolate a certain group of people like he did to Jews to bring salvation to the world. But salvation was for the whole world. Matter of fact, there, there was some Gentiles <clears throat> in the lintage of uh, the Jewish. There were Gentiles all down through the history that could come in and do whatever it took to become a part of the Jewish nations. Ruth was a tremendous part of not only the, the Jewish nation, but she was also a tremendous part of the heritage or of the lineage of Jesus. So, praise God, it, it was not the, the fact that God put the Jews on the uh, a pedestal, and, and that's the way that they were to be. And because God came to save the world. John 3 and 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he came to save the world. <clears throat> so, because the Jews followed Jehovah and they uh, walked with him, talked with him. He gave them the Ten Commandments. He gave them the law. He gave them everything that, that he had. He worked with the Jews. The Jews had a relationship with him. And so, 
because they had this relationship with him, they They thought they had a monopoly on him. And so they thought that, you know, because, hey man, we have the Ten Commandments and we have God and we have the law and we have this and we have that. They felt like we've got a monopoly on God. And we can control God. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, Sometime back I had a man, a businessman, a very, 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 very wealthy businessman who was going to write me a check for some work I did, called me into the office, flopped a, um, um, a contract on, my, on the desk there in front of me. And he said, I know you're a man of God. That's what he said. And he said, so I want you to pray for this contract that I'll get this contract. I just simply looked at him and I said, you don't understand something. I said, I don't give God orders. He gives me orders. He's like, well, I know he likes to hear from you. (laughs) I was like, yeah, he likes to hear from you too. You see, nobody's got a monopoly on God. These Jews felt like they had a monopoly on God. Amen. Jesus was walking through there, and the Jews that really cared for the Lord, cared for Jesus... Amen. They felt they had a monopoly on God. You know, they felt so hard they had a monopoly on God to the point to where when God robed himself in flesh and came down and walked and talked with them, they felt they had such a monopoly on God that they should have known first. And so, praise God. So here's the life, or here's the situation that we're living, we're, we're seeing here, because this woman was a Gentile, because she was from Ham's cursed Canaan city, she had no right to have a relationship with God. She was underneath a Jew. She had nothing there at all. Because this woman was not a Jew, because she was not of the lineage of Ham, or of the lineage, she was of the lineage of Ham, she was cursed. There was a stigma So that's what was going on here. This woman came up and there was a stigma. Everybody in the area had a stigma. She's a Canaanite. She's a Gentile. She's calling out for Jesus. And and when she begins to, amen, call out for the Lord, the Bible said this woman came and she began, she cried. She cried, my daughter has a devil. Help me, help me, help me. And people were probably wondering, does she have a devil too? My daughter has a devil. Help me, help me, help me. Praise God. And everybody's looking around. And God's feeling, Jesus was feeling the stigma or the the thoughts of everybody in the area. And so he ignores her. He ignores her. I've had people say to me, amen, they might say to me, they say, you know, well, I, I would come to church, but, you know, I, I just don't know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want somebody saying something to me. 
I've had people say to me, I'd go to the altar and get the Holy Ghost, but I don't want anybody putting their hands on me. I say, you don't want the Holy Ghost. We can get in a situation to where everybody, the stigma and what everybody thinks and what everybody's going on could cause us to be not like this woman and say, he's ignoring me. I'm just going to go home. He feels just like they do. I'm just going to go home. But you see, Jesus wanted to make sure that she could get uh, uh, over that stigma. That situation. That blockage. That, that idealism. That, praise God, that I'm just a Gentile. I'm just a Canaanite. I'm just this. I'm just that. And the Bible said that Jesus ignored her. And the disciples picked up on it and said, yeah, we're right. Send her away, Lord. Boy, you don't know what side of the fence you're on right now, disciples. There are some times when the Lord, amen, will cause things to come into your life just to see if you're willing to cast them aside to get to him. How bad do you want what you want from God? If you want the Holy Ghost, it ain't going to matter to you who's around or what they're doing. If you want something from God, praise God, it don't matter. You know, as a church, we try our best, amen, to make everybody feel comfortable. If people don't want to be touched, we don't touch them. If people don't want to be whatever it is, praise God. But on the other hand... When the bottom line is done, hey man, when you want from the Lord what you want from God, it ain't going to matter who's around, what's around, what's said, what's done. Praise God. You're going to get what you want from God no matter how you are going to need to get it. You ain't going to care what somebody says. You ain't going to care what somebody does. Because I got news for you tonight. I might be the preacher. I might be the one doing the message. I might be the one up here preaching. But the reason I'm able to do that was because I fasted and I prayed and I talked to God. And I got a hold of God. Amen. And I've got a message. And so I can come and give that. But I want you to know something. I'm no better than one of those boys downstairs. Praise God. They have the ability... The, the whites came and started this church, but I don't have a monopoly on it. It's not my church. Fifty years from now, it might be Pastor Jones. But I don't have a monopoly on God. And because we come and we worship and we praise God and we have a relationship with God, praise God, <clears throat> we don't have a monopoly on God. Amen. Praise God. A sinner, the worst sinner in town, could come, sit on that pew, praise the Lord, and, 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 and feel the conviction of the Holy Ghost. And God would love them as much as they would love me. God would want to have a relationship with them as much as they would want to have a relationship. He wants to have a relationship with me. We have to understand that. Praise God. Because somebody doesn't have all that I have. I don't have all that they got. We're all equal in the eyes of the Lord. 
And there's no one. And sometimes we can get in our mind that we are so much better because we're talking to God every day and we're praying and we're, we've got a relationship with God. But I've got news for you tonight. Amen. We are all equal in the eyes of God. Amen. And, but Jesus wanted to make sure that this woman was willing to do whatever it takes to get her daughter healed. I wonder how many times we walk away short of getting what God wants for us because of somebody else is standing in the road. Praise God. I can't go to the church. Amen. Somebody else goes there. I liked what one man said. I won't even repeat his name. He was trying to get a guy in church. And the guy said, I can't go to that church. You go to that church. He said, well, maybe not you can go to that church, but you need to go to one who preaches the truth. Praise God. You know, once again, as a church, we try our best to make everybody feel comfortable. But the bottom line is, amen, everybody that wants to be saved is going to be saved. Praise the Lord. I mean, every one of us in here has had obstacles we've had to climb over. You know, I'm 61 years old. I tell that so freely. I tell that and other people are like, I ain't telling you my age. I'm 61 years old. I grew up in the church. I know what it's like to grow up in a church where no one is family except you in the church. You're the only one in the church. You don't have family. I know what it's like to go through that obstacle. I know what it's like to go to a Bible college. I know what it's like to go through the obstacle of seeing your wife hurt. I know what it's like to go through the obstacle of seeing your children hurt, I, I, especially in the ministry. As pastoring, there were people that could not hurt you, but they would go after your kids. Praise God. And so I would see that. Amen. I, and then I've grown up enough to realize that, that I've gone through some obstacles with my grandkids. I've gone through obstacles with my family. I've gone through obstacles with, there's so many obstacles. And you've all gone through obstacles. But the thing of it is, you cannot let them make you walk away from God. Someone says something you don't like, you cannot let it get between you and God. Think about what this woman did. Praise the Lord. She came crying, saying, Have mercy on me, O God, son of David. My daughter is grievously sick. He ignored her. <clears throat> he ignored her. Praise God. He wouldn't look at her. She was screaming. There's no doubt. Amen. He heard her, but he ignored her. Amen. He answered her not a word. She watched his disciples as they tried to push her away. Ignore her. Everybody ignore her. You talk about being humiliated. Amen. So, he ignored her. Jesus had really no intentions of turning her away. But he knew the stigma that she was in. And he wanted to make sure, he wanted to show her that she could climb over that stigma. Because, amen, <clears throat> Jesus had no intentions of doing that. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. 
Cleanse your hearts, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The Bible said, but he answered her. He didn't only just ignore her. He turned to her and he said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What are you going to do with that? It's amazing to me. If you want to get anything from God, you better get rid of your pride. If you, we can become so proud. I'm telling you, you're going to be a lot of proud people in hell. But if you want to get writ of, if you want to get anything from God, this woman said, yep, Lord, I'm a dog. That's, that's reality. Everybody calls me George. Everybody calls you Tim. I'm a dog. That's the way it is here. But I don't care. I want the crumbs that come from the master's table. Praise God. Even the dog gets the crumbs. You can sit around and say, I'm no dog. 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 Well, that's fine. Praise God. But I got news for you. I am just a human piece of flesh. I have, I have personal problems, amen, and I, I struggle physically, sometimes I struggle mentally, sometimes I am just a human being. God, I am just a dog, and I accept that, but God, I want what you've got. Because he turned to her and he said, you realize that everybody thinks you're a dog? Even today, the Jews call the, the, uh, them back forth dogs. They'll call each other dogs. The Arabs will call the Jews dogs. The dog, you know, it's just the lowest form. But if you want what you need from God, you're going to have to humble yourself. Yes. She had to humble herself and say, yes, Lord, I'm a dog. So what? I'm a dog. Praise God. The Bible said it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. Praise the Lord. So what? You know, here we go. Huh? I guess when I really want you to think of what I'm saying, I'll come down here. You'll never really learn to live life until you accept yourself for who you are. Right? Praise God. You never will enjoy life until you come to the basis to where you accept yourself for where you are. When that guy looked at me and said, praise God, here's a $2 million contract. Would you pray the Lord will bless it? I could have said, yeah, I'll pray the Lord will bless it if you'll pay the tithes. And if the Lord would have blessed it, man, we'd have had our new church. We will. When God wants it. When he wants it. It doesn't matter to me. When he wants it. At 61 years of old, there I go again. I'm too old to fight for anything. I just trust God. God does my fighting. 
I've learned to do that. It's your church, God. I tell them all the time, it's your church, Lord. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? But the thing of it is, you've got to learn to accept yourself. And this woman said, I know I'm a dog. Praise God. But Lord, give me what I need. Amen. And the Bible said that he did. You see, it's really truly easy to understand God when you know what you're walking on. She walked up there and all of a sudden Jesus said, all of a sudden Jesus ignored her. Man, that threw her off. Why would he ignore me? This isn't right. What is he doing? For God so loved the world that he gave his only, he doesn't act like it. Come unto me. He's not doing that. What, why is he not doing this? And then he's turning and he's saying to her, praise God, he's saying, I haven't come but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm not come for you Gentiles. Why is he doing this? You see, there's going to be times in your life when things will happen that you won't understand what God is doing. You could have had something very bad happen in your life and you're sitting there thinking, God is in control. God knows what he's doing. God is all loving and caring. But why this? It's easy for Peter to walk to get to God on the land. <clears throat> but the moment that, amen, Jesus says, there's water between us. And Peter has to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Something he doesn't know about. You see, there's going to be times in your life to get to Jesus. You're going to have to walk in an area that you don't understand. You don't understand what's happening. You don't understand why this happened. You don't understand why that went on like it did. You don't understand why that person died so young. You don't understand why it was done to you what was done to you. But you've got to walk on the water of trust with the Lord. And say, Lord, to get to you, I'm going to have to just trust you. <clears throat> I'm going to have to just lean on you. Praise God. She could not understand what God was doing. She could not understand what Jesus was doing. But the one thing she knew was, all I want, praise God, is this. You know, oh, there was a prophet in the Bible. I, I, it's kind of crazy when the Lord drops thoughts into my heads, in my head, heads, head, and uh, I don't have all the details. But there was a prophet in the Bible. You, you can help me preach this morning. There's a prophet in the Bible, amen, that told a man to go down to the river, a muddy, dirty, ugly river, and bathe seven times. If that man didn't want to be healed, which he, at first he fought it, but if he didn't want to be healed, he just went home. So here it is in a nutshell, church. If you have your eyes on what you want, your healing, your salvation, whatever you want from God, and you only keep your eyes on that, and you don't get them on everything else around you. I'm going to tell you a sure, surefire way of making it to heaven, and that is just keep your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
If you just keep looking on Jesus, if you just keep looking on him, if you just keep your eyes on him and you keep walking towards him, praise God. And you got this little stuff going on here and you got that little stuff going on there, praise God. And you got this said about you and that said about you. You got this going on and that going on, but you just keep your eyes on Jesus and you say, I'm going to live for him. You will make it. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You know, there are times in my life that I have learned. See, you, you have some things that you're looking at and in your life. And you look at them and you, you really have a lot of questions. And the reason that you have those questions is because of the way you're looking at it. You remember Wednesday night when I said to you, praise God, that I did the windows of a Dairy Queen, did the solarium. And I did the outside, and I went in to do the inside. All it took was for me to get my bucket, get some water, and get to the window. And 10 pigeons, no, 12 pigeons dropped pigeon poop right on one window outside that I just did. And the manager said, man, you got to be the most unluckiest guy I ever know. Window clear. I said, No. I said, I'm the lucky guy because I could have been standing there when they dropped it. <laughs> so a lot of times in life, it's the way you look at it. Praise the Lord. He meant it. Praise God. But the Bible said, and he answered and he said unto her, it's not me. But this woman uh, looked at him and said, I am not going to give up. You won't, you know, there are some things that I am talking to the Lord about in my life. And I will get, and I, I'll say, Lord, I'm at the door. I'm asking for this. God, you got to do this. I know you'll do this. I'm not going away. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> and I, there's so many things that could come down the path that would veer me off. But as we stand here this morning, I want you to know something. If you want something from God, you better do what Hebrews says, and that is looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. <clears throat> if you want something from God, you better move all the obstacles that's ever happened to you. You better move all the people that's ever got in your road. All the people that's ever got in your head and have messed you up. The woman with the issue of blood, same thing. She had to push people aside and say, I'm going to get to Jesus and that's all I know. Praise the Lord. They probably stepped on their fingers. They probably said some things to her. All oh, this woman, look at her on her hands and knees. But you see, this is an adult class. An issue of blood meant that she kept going through her periods. And when a woman goes through her period, she's unclean. In the Bible. So all along, she was totally unclean. <clears throat> but she wanted to touch the hem of her garments. The hem of his garments. Why? Because the Bible said she exhausted everything that she had to get to that place. My question to you, here it is, straight from the Lord. 
God is my witness. Are you tired of exhausting everything else and ignoring what you really need to do? And that is just get to Jesus. Kick those things out of your head. They bother you every day. The past comes up and bothers you all the time. Praise God. And all they're doing is getting between you and Jesus. You could have a great day loving the Lord and Him loving you. But all you got, praise God, is going back in your mind of the things, praise God, that was done to you. The things that had happened to you. All those things I'm telling you today. Praise God. We're going to open these altars up. Come on, let's all come and just pray a little bit this morning. Go ahead. Come on. Come on tonight. Come on, let's all just come talk to God. Let's have a good clean out right now. Lord, in your name, I need you. Lord, I need you.